Hi everybody, and welcome to the third Sucast. I'm here. This is me, Finn. I'm here with Harvey and our guest Hello. Bish, also known as Bishara and the Juggernaut. Say hi for us, Bish. Ah, so uh, for the first time ever, we are broadcasting from the catacombs of the Sydney University Law Library, recently constructed. A hermetically sealed chamber of podcast entropy. There's nothing that can get in or out of this place. It feels a bit like being in an airline, except with no food and more legroom. Yeah, and background noise that makes it sound like we're in a David Lynch movie. What is your opinion on David Lynch movies? You always have an opinion on every director, so... Well, Finn, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) I think David Lynch is a, a charlatan. Is uh, the, the that's the charitable description I give to him? Fraud. Um, his movies. I've heard they operate on something called dream logic, which I think is an elaborate excuse to not have anything resembling a coherent plot, storyline, or any themes to speak of. Um, I would rather drive nails into my temples than watch another one of his films again. Although week five, um, I'm going to the film sock screening. Oh, we're promoting another club here. I'm going to the film soft screening of The Eraserhead, probably just because I know I'm going to hate it and then I can complain at people. All right, that's, that's $2 into the promoting other clubs job. Okay. Come on, put it in. All right, hang on. Um, all right, so while Harvey's taking care of that, Bish, tell us a bit about yourself. We already know a bit about your career and your several prestigious degrees from various universities. Um, your distinguished career service in the military, they got you an honorary knighthood from the Queen herself, and the fact that you once punched a live bear in the mouth. I, I think we're kind of glossing over a conversation. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was a kind of a jerk. I've seen the recording, that bear had it coming. Yeah. So why are we glossing over, Harvey? Well, I mean, a whole bunch of things. Um, Bishar, of course, invented the Nike swoosh. The, one of the most recognized symbols in the world. A travesty. A travesty? It's such a great symbol. It's like... Simple. Simple. Yet elegant. But yet elegant. Mm. Just like you. But just the, the whole Nike organization. Ah. Uh, slave labor. Slave labor. Slave labor. Is that, is that Adidas? Probably no, both of them. Probably all of them. No, the... Are we allowed to do this? Sure we are. With free Plus radio. Yes, we are. Um... No, it's it's sweatshop work, isn't it? Yes. That's not anyway, exactly the same thing as slave labor. Um, the ethics of shoe organizations aside, <laughs> the ethics of shoe organizations aside, fish. I mean, apart from sort of the boring minutiae of your life, tell us what you did, what you did in Sutech. Like me, you used to be important. What did you do? Well, I used to be a new member officer. Mm. I was actually the first ever new member officer. That's true. That was exciting, and then I was secretary. Now I'm part of the furniture. Yay! It's good being Yay. part of the furniture. Bish and I like have an old person club where we bitch about the old days <laughs> where to get to pizza and games you have to walk five miles through the snow and the only board game available was chess. Um, chess. Yes, except instead of chess you had like bits of wood vaguely shaped like the pieces. And instead of like the Black King you had a, you had, you had a checker. Yeah. And, and you know, you, you, if you if you lost that piece, you lost the two dollar coin. It was very tragic. Mm. Just to you know, put you know, push forward the absurdity of that statement. I'm I'm almost the youngest person in this room. Hey, <laughs> it's true. I am. I'm, I turned twenty one like a week ago. Oh yes. Yes, and I'm the old soul. 
It actually, wait, that might be tr- no. Bish might be the old self. No, no, I'm older than Bish. Crazy old people. Yeah, you can that tell. Like I've got all these these crow's feet here around my eyes, and you know. I don't know. I always thought they were kind of alluring. Well, <laughs> who can blame you? It's true. Who can blame me? All right. Speaking about bitching about uh, the olden days of pizza and games, I believe our discussion topic t- for today, or one of them. In a nice segue from me. You won't hear many of them. Not nice I, I generally, anyway. Yeah, I generally exist to derail conversation rather than to keep it moving. But, um, yes, our topic for today is board games at Pizza and Games. We're promoting our club. Hooray, board games, yes. Board games are, yeah, one of the staples of our club. Great things to while away the time. So I thought, you know, today we could talk about board games that we enjoy, or at least the popular ones. Um, so, hey, Bish, how about you start us off? Tell us a board game you like to play. Um, I really enjoy Settlers of Ah, Settlers of Catan. It's always a popular game. The game where it is not just encouraged, but almost necessary to have wood for sheep. <laughs> mm. Yes. I, I kind of, I've played it once or twice. I kind of get a little bit sick of the immature jokes people make about... The, I remember you, when you played Settlers for the first time, you could not get enough of The resources. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I, I've never heard any of this wood for sheep stuff. When I played it, people were just constantly saying, hey, would you like to get stoned? Over that's, and over that's again. That's comedic brilliance. I think it's Sean or Alex. Or, doesn't matter. And, and yeah, no, the only wood jokes I heard were like, hey, would you like some wood? Like Tiger Woods. What? Yeah. Was that was that a misaimed attempt at political relevance, social relevance, celebrity? Hey, Tiger Woods is is an important political figure. Okay, like you know, golf is the sport of old rich white dudes who have influence. So I don't know. He's not white. That was my attempt at misaimed well political relevance. Yeah. By the way. So yeah, Settlers of Catan, for those of you who are wondering what the hell we're all talking about, is a resource trading game where the point is to build the roads and settlements around the map, and you do this by um, trading resources with your friends so you can get the right kind. So there's clay, there's wood, there's sheep, there's wheat, there's ore, I believe is the... Yep, that's all of them. Um, personally, I'm, I'm not a major fan of Catan, but that's probably because I, I like violence too much. Ever since I was a young lad, my first copy of Snakes and Ladders involved the snakes punishing children for landing on them and having, and, and you know, they always depict um, naughty deeds like climbing up a tree and then the foul consequences like falling out of it. I'm, I'm just a bitter violent person deep well, inside. You should know, of course, that um, Finn is probably alone, or mostly alone, in not quite enjoying Settlers of Catan. It's immensely popular, critically acclaimed game. It's true. It's being consistently voted greatest board game ever made by yeah the people who vote on such things. I know there's an award it's the citizen for board games. of board games. It is incredibly popular, and there's usually one or two games going on at Pizza so Games every mean- week. Finn is the Harvey of... I am. I'm the Harvey of... Of Settlers of Catan. I am. That would be an accurate description. Thank you, Fish. So, yeah, if you come to Beats and Games and you're a fan of Settlers of Catan, then you're bound to find a game. All right, Harvey, you're you're up. What what would you say your favorite board game of all time is? Board game? No, I don't like board games. You don't like Um, board games? I don't even know why I'm a member of (laughs) Sutek. 
Well, let's check the I podcast. Just, I, I'm the guy who sits at, yeah, um, every pizza and games in the corner, you know, complaining about the fact I don't have my pizza yet, and, like, sort of standing creepily over people that are trying to play games and looking at them and shaking my head. I'm like, how can you have fun with this? But I do like Settlers of Catan. It's cool. Um, no, my preferred game is probably Chrononauts. Ah, Chrononauts. Game of time travel. Yeah. You ne- never you should never played Chrononauts. Maybe you should play this evening. Yeah, maybe you should. You should. It's great fun. Um, it's it appeals to me because you know it's a historical, you know, time travel game. You play as a character with a uh, funny little description of you know where you're from and what your aims are, including hippies, radioactive cockroaches, yeah. ghosts, a dude who owns a bar at the universe, the end of time itself. Yes. And a man who comes from an alternate universe in which um, certain pieces of American legislation have different names to the one that he's in now. And the only difference is that the names of the legislation are different. So he feels the need to change time so they become the old names again because he finds it mildly annoying. So that he's he keeps you. using the name of the same <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I do my best to make sure I'm that character every time. He's the man. Yes. All right, and last of all, Finn, what hulking monstrosity of boredom is your preferred board game? <laughs> thank, thank you for that, Harvey. Um, honestly, I quite like a lot of the games that we play at Pizza and Games, but I'm going to pimp out Ninja Burger um, at this particular instance. Ninja Burger is a game where you are a member of the Ninja Burger franchise. Um, it's there in an hour or we commit seppuku. It's a game where you play and you know a, nin- a ninja who's in the play of Ninja Burger and you... Go around oh, delivering sense. burgers. I, I should put it. Arby's face is incredibly red at the moment. He's he's looking at me with some measure of contempt, yeah, disdain, and utter rage. I'm um, actually quite afraid. Yeah, I, Ninja I, Burger is the most boring game ever, and quite a long list of boring games. You just don't you just don't appreciate the 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 sheer beauty of playing a fat ninja. Delivering burgers to Elvis, which is something you can do in the game, I should add. Um, you know, while fighting off white ninjas with your spatula of doom. Um, it's, I personally think it's a fantastic game. I admit it's not incredibly strategic, it's well very made. random, but it is... What do you mean it's not well made? It's just... Everything takes so long and it's boring. It doesn't take I so long. I hate it, I hate it. I don't know. But, um... That doesn't mean you shouldn't play it, Sutegas. Give it a go. You might have fun. All right. Well, in that case, since that game got just, you know, slammed, I'm going to pimp the game I'm bringing to Pizza and Games. Uh, Small World uh, by Days of Wonder. It's Small World is... Is it made by Disney? No, it's not made by Disney. It's it's not that kind of small. Basically, the best way to describe small is like fantasy risk. What essentially happens is you get a race and special ability, and you go forth and conquer what is you know left of the small world. It's 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 lighthearted. It's humorous. Um, it's it's strategically enjoyable. It's very easy to get into. It's got a lot of nice fiddly bits. People who like nice fiddly bits. Um, yeah, it sounds like you're describing a girl. Well, small world, like a woman, is something to be treasured and appreciated Why to its fullest extent. So, yes. Vish, I tell you correct, I do believe that small world is very much like a woman. So, yes, yeah, small world is what I will be bringing to this pizza and games, which none of you will be here for since you're not going to hear about this in, for a couple of days. But I will be probably bringing it every time I come to pizza and games. So, you should give it a go if I'm there and I'm with it. 
Do you think if I gave Small World enough wine, it would put out? Maybe. But if, if seriously, if you mess any of my pieces, I will break you in half. <laughs> Alright, are there any other games you want to pimp out, Bish? Any others you can think of? Um, what else do we play? Um, I think I'll talk about yes. Bang, even though it's oh, not... Yes, Bang is a game that's actually quite often played, not just at pizza and games and beer and cards, but also um, but also just when a Sutex is happening at Manning and one member happens to bring it along. It's a game in which you play cowboys in the Old West, you randomly assign the role, either a sheriff, outlaw, deputy, or renegade, and you have a different goal depending on uh, which member you play. Uh, oh, these are all secret apart from the sheriff, by the way. Everyone knows who the sheriff is. And basically you just shoot people. My main beef with uh, Bang is that it's sort of... The thing I like about a lot of the games we have is that, especially card games, all the rules are written on the cards, so it's very easy for new people to get into. Yeah. Bang has symbols which tell you what they do, but you have to look up the key to see what they actually do. So it can be very confusing for first-time players. Um, also... Yeah, it, it, some people might mistake the rules of the cards for the little Italian translations of the names that happen to be on every card. But otherwise, I think it can be a fun game. Um, you know, you'll you'll never really have to put up with people saying, Haha, I bang you! Her, her, her! Otherwise, you know, it, it can be good, especially if you like cowboys. Um, and it, it's also, it, it can be fairly quick to play, otherwise it can take ages. So yeah. Um, is there anything else? No, I quite like Bang. Really? Yeah. What I do you like about I everything. Um, well, I'm a huge fan of spaghetti westerns and stuff, so I like to sit there, you know, with a 10-gallon hat on my head and a, a cigar, like, leaning way back on my chair, pretending I'm Clint Eastwood. That's basically the whole point of it for me. It does make it difficult to play, because Clint Eastwood in all his movies doesn't really do anything. He just stands there and, you know, says badass things to people. So people like they try to bang me, and I say, "You better put that Smith and Wesson away, boy. I'll fix you." How effective is that usually? Um, not very. I don't know. I'm generally bad at most board games because I I think that I should be allowed to break the rules if it's funny or it gives me some sort of an advantage. It's actually excruciating to play anything with me. <laughs> so if, you approach you board games been... like you approach life. Pretty much. Pretty much. Do you find that it usually works in life? Well, I mean, I think people eventually... Oh, in life. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant in board games. Um, well, in board games, people often end up getting annoyed and flustered, and they just refuse to keep playing with me and walk away. Same thing as winning, pretty much. But it does make one quite lonely when it comes to real life. You guys are my friends, though, right? Well, maybe. I don't know. If, if, if you owe me money. Huh? If you owe me money, or I can borrow money off you. That's fair enough. Moving right along, um, last week we had our first piece of feedback on the podcast. We did. It's yes. true. We got a review. Yes. Now, if anyone would like to um, write into the Sutech podcast, they can um, send an email to podcast at sutech.info. Please do, sir. That's Sutech with an H, info with an O. That, that was really helpful. It was, I think so. Because you guys are no, no. no. Out. The first time I tried to send emails to it, I spelled it I N F A U X. I didn't write info. Quite well. Info. I think that's what people 
Fox Paz. <laughs> yes, Fox Paz. Fox Paz while driving the Grand Prix. Indeed. Okay, so um, also, yeah, you can leave reviews on our iTunes feed, I believe, which is how we got this first review from Marissa. Yay! Yay! Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Marissa, former member of Sutec until, I guess, last year. She's um, still a member. Well, she's still a member, fair enough. Well, she was she was never an official member. Yes, she in was, our hearts. She was a hanger-on, but yes, in our hearts and our minds, yes. she was a member of... Yes, um, until she left to do um, aid work in the far-off war-torn nation of Western Australia. <laughs> we, we, we pray for her every day. Yes, we do. What a brave soul. Anyway, um, her review um, is... Quite, quite brief, but interesting, and um, I have decided this week to do a review of her review. Go for it. Alright, I'm getting there. Alright, first you off. You didn't like it. The title. Spoiler alert, bitch. Spoiler alert. Alright, first off, the title. The soothing tones of Harvey and Finn. Right away, one can tell that she wasn't listening particularly carefully. No. Carefully. I was really quite surprised at what my voice sounded like recorded, because... You know, I, I haven't listened to my voice recorded that much, and I just sound so whiny and weird. You sound a little bit whiny, a little bit um, retarded, although I don't want to give retarded people a bad name. Whereas my voice kind of sounds like a buzzsaw. It I'd does say. sound like a buzzsaw. But like a broken one. A broken Like one that's saw. chipped and so it sort of skips <laughs> yeah, every few rotations. With like something, something stuck in the gears as well, making it sort of grind a bit, so it's, that's horrible. Anyway, um, first line of the, of the review reads as follows. Granted, I didn't much listen to what was said. Open parentheses. I'm a huge fan of Superman Returns and know everything about it. Close parentheses. See, that's the second problem with that. No, 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 no. That's the best thing about it. This is the highlight. She says she's a fan of Superman Returns, which I think indicates she's a person of fantastic taste. Sorry. However, she says she knows everything about it, which... <sighs> That kind of strikes me. What's a, a bit costuming false, budget, Marissa? No, no, no. It's, that is your real name. It's more. There's such depth to the plot and themes of Superman Returns that it's never possible to really know everything about the movie and encompass the entire experience oh, of it. It just has so much to say about you know life, love, uh, even politics. We've gone over our allotted Superman Returns budget okay. for this podcast, this podcast, so I think we should move on. Anyway, she also says, yeah, granted I didn't much listen to what was said, which makes sense because the second line after that is, it was a pleasant and enjoyable way to spend my time. Now, anyone who listened to the first podcast even reasonably closely could not possibly come to that conclusion. Well, that makes me feel good about myself. But I still uh, feel the need to be cynical and pessimistic. You do. Because it's any uh, any other means. That's just how you feel. Yeah, yeah. Any other means of reviewing someone kind of sounds a little bit, you know, light-hearted. Light-hearted. You're going yeah. soft. You got to pick holes, rip to pieces. And anyway, after that, listening to their manly voices echoing down the line was a lovely experience. I more feel like sound like some kind of rodent than a man. Well, I'm I'm all man. I'm a man who maybe sounds like he smoked a lot and now uses a voice box to talk, but I'm, I'm definitely... Which he only... does. Well, I mean... It's right here. Yeah, I, I think it's made I by Toshiba. I don't want people to know that. 
All right, finally, these two fine young bachelors make a great team. I resent that line as well. Finn is, of course, not a bachelor. True, and I'm I, taking ladies, and I'm sorry. Am, and I am not a fine young bachelor. So it's inaccurate in both cases. <laughs> yeah, it's doubly inaccurate. Uh, make a great team. I think I do agree with that. I think the combination of um, my bitchiness and your boring. It, it kind it's of coalesces into something more than its parts. It, 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 we're like Voltron. Yeah, we're, off on the head. We're terrible elements that come that go together really well. We're like the podcast version of the movie Silence of the Lambs. It's true. Yep, that was a needlessly pretentious analogy. It was a needlessly pretentious analogy. So it, it's 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 just like you. All right. Um, and yes, thank you. All right. And we are quite clever. Well, of course. Alright, keep making the funnies, please. All in all, I'd say it's a lovely review. Yeah, well, she she certainly gives us a bit of credit. Yeah, a bit of... She, I don't know, I think anyone reading that would be conned into thinking that it's worth listening to these things. It isn't really that what every producer wants from their reviews. I would say so. A con. A con. A con, exactly. But yes, yeah, so please don't, you know, let Marissa be the only one to appreciate our wonderfulness. Please, again, send your reviews to, uh, email them to sutech at podcast, no, podcast at sutech.info. Yeah. Sorry. I think we'd even appreciate a bit of criticism, whether it's, you know, constructive or needlessly vitriolic and offensive. I'd personally love the second kind. Of if you please, do, if you do so, then please also leave your address. Perhaps you know some other means of contact. So we can tonight. hang out. Well, so Harvey can hang out, so I can stab you in your sleep. <laughs> so, all right, I think now we'll go for a review. Um, Alice in Wonderland is, I think, a nice, relevant movie that a couple of us have seen, uh, specifically Bish and myself. Bish, what do you think of it? Um. It was one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was it was pretty. It was so, very pretty. Yeah, it was very pretty. That was probably the best thing about it. The three D was um, nice. Yeah, it was alright. I don't I don't know if it did much actually. Yeah, it, I mean it looked okay, but I, it wasn't really like Avatar where the three yeah. D sort of like made a massive impact and yeah. sort of added visual depth. I think yeah, if if I if I'd seen it. Normally, as in, not in 3D, it would have still had pretty much the same impact, mm-hmm. I think. Um, story, not very strong. Yeah. It didn't really appeal to me all that much. As someone who hasn't seen it, um, but was formerly a fan of Tim Burton until, you know, he became unbearably Tim Burton-y. Um, how does it compare to other Tim Burton movies? Um, it's very hard for me to say. I, I disagree with the... With the sort of things going on, it's exactly the same as every mm-hmm. Tim Burton movie ever. It's it's like it, it's obviously a Tim Burton movie. There's no way you can mistake it for not being one. But it's you know it has its own thing going. The aesthetics are different enough from his other movies that yeah, it's it, it's it's not exactly the same. It's also a Disney movie. I would That's I true. Would say. Yes. Well, I know. Does it use a, a score by Danny Elfman? It does use a score by Danny Elfman. Does it star Johnny Depp? It does star Johnny Depp. Does the um, set director... Yeah, and Helena Bonham Carter. Mrs. Tim Burton. Um, does the set decoration and stuff feature a lot of 
squiggle spiral stuff like um, that. Amazing. Whoa, that's a departure. I might have to give this this movie a, a second chance because I was vehemently opposed to seeing it based on the trailer, which made it seem like you know Johnny Depp playing the usual forced whimsy thing he does. And yeah, he's not as whimsy as he is in his other movies. He's a lot more. He's a lot more like he plays a mad hatter, so he's a lot madder. Like he, there's 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 angry madness. There's the occasional whimsy, but it's almost depressing. Some of the you know stuff he gets up to. Yeah, I find the um. Oh, oh I was just gonna say that's one thing I didn't like about the movie. It made it into a sort of terrible sub story about these people and some sort of struggle between good and evil. Which I don't. Well, I haven't really read this. Well, the Looking Glass was about a struggle okay. um, between. Well, it wasn't. They they amalgamate the Queen of Hearts and the Red Queen yeah. um, into one character, which was sort of necessary, I guess, if they wanted to have. If they wanted to combine the books, but yeah, it's like the the books are really quite dark. Um, it's just yeah, no, but I agree, it is a bit depressing and I sobbish. I don't know. I just expected the movie. I guess it's not really feasible, but just to be you know a bunch of crazy people posing riddles at yeah. and it looking and it being like you know quirky and crazy, but instead it just turned into some sort of quest. I agree. It did, yeah. Which is pretty predictable. It's a bit formulaic. Yeah, I was opposed to seeing it because, you know, I saw Corpse Bride and Sweeney Todd and I was kind of like, this is the last straw. All these movies just feel exactly the same. And why does he have to use Johnny Depp in every movie? I Johnny hate Depp's directors. a national treasure. <laughs> I hate directors. America, not here, obviously. I hate directors that just use the same actors over and over and over again. Actually, except Martin Scorsese, but I'm allowed to like him because he's a genius. Yes, Fish? Oh, I don't know. I'm just going to say Johnny Depp and Tim Burton. Maybe Danny Elfman as well. That's saucy. I like it. Hmm. Well, maybe it, look, reviewers. I think you should answer that question for us. Maybe we should like make a question thing. People <laughs> who listen to answer. What do you think? Is there some kind of you know strange, bizarre three or four way going on with? Tim, the Tim the Burton couple and also the music director well, I guess Johnny Depp. Really well, no, we can't. That's true because yeah. Helena Bonham Carter still keeps her name. Yeah, I would say probably because when you watch Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter on the screen together, there's absolutely no chemistry, as if everything is just kind of played <laughs> out. You know, they they maybe seen it all, they've done it all. Oh, you know, that kind of thing. Makes sense. It's like there's I no. See. There's no there's mystery, nothing, yeah. there's no tension, so you're like, yeah. They've been all over each other like a, a donkey on a waffle, I would say. Donkey on a waffle? <laughs> yeah. Man, that, that does sound delicious. It does. Is it bad that when you say donkey, I think of some sort of four-legged creature, and then I go to robot unicorn pack, and then yes. I go to... <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about robot unicorn attack in a minute, but first, I'd like to... Um, I, I, I actually worked out one of my major problems with Alice in Wonderland, and that's that it suffers from a thing, because it's effectively the third in the franchise, because, you know, it's it's Alice in Wonderland and Looking Glass, and then it's, it, it follows those books. Um, it suffers from a problem that a lot of fairly recent third movie in the series movies have suffered from, and it's a problem of too many characters. 
Um, what effectively happens in Spider-Man 3, X-Men 3, Pirates of the Caribbean 3, Shrek 3... The Dark Knight, I would say. Probably not the Dark Knight. That it's suck it's that. still good, but it would have been better if they just had let it breathe a bit. But yeah, like, see, that's the problem. They, they take all the characters that were popular from these movies, and then inevitably add a few more, and try to give each one screen time, and so there's inevitably not enough, and so the story isn't as strong as it could be, and characters feel underutilized, and... It just, it's all a bit of a mess. So Alice in Wonderland definitely suffers from that because you have all these characters from, um, you have all these characters from Alice in Wonderland through the Looking Glass and they're all doing new things but they also sort of have to be reintroduced and yeah, it, it, it does get kind of confusing and characters aren't as strong as they should be. So yeah, that that's my problem with the movie. But overall... Look, I think, you know, probably don't see the movies, but give it a chance. Once it comes out in DVD, you don't really need to see it in 3D. Um, I'd give it, I don't know, a thumb up with a bit of, like, a pop-up smile. Star rating. All right. um, We'll go back to star this week. Somewhere between two and a half and three, I guess. Out of five? Yeah, five. Sounds generous for a film. You've had a rubbish to do. I guess I was overly critical. It's it's, it had its entertaining yeah. parts, but it just wasn't the greatest movie, and I kind of feel slightly bitter about spending, like, $20 mm-hmm. on it. Okay, well, I would say um, Shutter Island is still in cinemas at the moment, so go see that <laughs> instead. Anyway, so Robot Unicorn Attack. The greatest Flash <laughs> game on the net yes. now or perhaps ever. Yeah, ever. Yeah. I'd say that's accurate. It's just the music. Harvey looks like it's about to explode again. The music coupled with the, you know, the sound of it galloping. Yeah, and the rainbow noises. Yes, the rain- and, and noise the, that you the make blasting when you through blast stars. Everything actually. Um, Robot Unicorn is a very simple flash game in which you basically jump across a very surreal landscape um, as a robot unicorn while dashing through stars. There are mm-hmm. dolphins leaping across the screen, and all throughout this. The music in the background, Always I Want to Be With You, is By playing. Erasure. It is It is a work of art. Um, one time my girlfriend Lauren, um, she was playing this game, and she basically told me that the rest of her family was sleeping, so she didn't have to play the sound with the sound. And I told her that that was like looking at the um, Mona Delisa blindfolded. <laughs> I called the Mona Delisa, didn't I? <laughs> Mona Lisa. I don't know. I, the, the few times I've tried to play it, as soon as the music starts playing, I just, I find it excruciatingly painful to listen to. But that song's fine, but Ignition Remix by R. Kelly. Now it's Bish's nice turn to <laughs> want to explode. R. Kelly is like a perfect combination of the Federico Fellini and Roman Polanski of R&B music. That is the needlessly elaborate now- analogy I'd apply to him. Well, he is. Because he takes the... Self-referential, you know, meta-contextual postmodern stuff. Sipping music. on coke and rum, and, yeah, I'm like, so what? I'm drunk. Yeah, it's not that part. It's the part where the song is about him listening to the remix to the song that he's singing at the moment. So it's, you know, it's a real thinker. And from Roman Polanski, he takes the fact that he's being prosecuted for sexual offences with a minor. So combine oh those two and you get R. Kelly of music. What? <laughs> My jaw can't unhinge as far Wait, as I want it to. Wait, what was R. Kelly? 
Oh, yeah, R. Kelly. Here's a, a fun fact for everyone. R. Kelly, um, some footage surfaced on the internet of R. Kelly uh, urinating on a 14-year-old girl. Oh, and he was what? prosecuted for that. Now, before that... That shit is messed up. Why do you even... No, 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 before that, before that, his career was based on, you know, seeing these incredibly uplifting, touching, um, you know, romantic or inspiring songs. Then after he was prosecuted, he came back and sang incredibly, you know, over-the-top um, party guy sex songs all the time. I see why you like it now. Uh, I find it interesting. Yeah, the yeah. The way that he re- reinvented himself after being discovered to be this monster was to pretty much play up how much of a monster he was. If slash when I find myself in that position, okay, that's exactly... So you don't actually like the song itself, you just like... No, I love the song. Know. It's really catchy. <laughs> Much better than that erasure nonsense. No, erasure is beautiful. It's it a song is. of hope, That's and joy, and love. I'm gonna go around tonight. I'm gonna exactly. go around tonight and make make moon, a flash darling. game called Robot Remix to Ignition. No, <laughs> it's gonna be Robot R. Kelly. No, it's gonna be called <laughs> Robot. We have to jump through urinating. We have to urinate through fourteen-year-old girls. Is that how that that's game's gonna go? Anyway, the thing is, it was prosecuted, but it it was it was never you know proved or anything. He wasn't convicted. They they had footage of it, but it, he was never convicted. Oh, what? How does that even work? Well, there's this thing called reasonable doubt oh, in the legal system, where if you have enough money, you can purchase it. It's so, like indulgences. Purchase the video. No, no purchase reasonable freedom. doubt. Oh. Well, we had a really good lawyer, and I would say that the. The poor fourteen-year-old black girl probably did not. Sir, I'm correct. So you were correct. We did, in fact, go lower than previously. Hey, I'm not. I'm not R. Kelly. I just like one of his songs. I think he's a terrible person, but I think it's a good song. Oh God. I also think Chinatown's a good movie. And, I haven't seen Chinatown, so I can't pass. Um, I can't yeah. pass judgment on that. It doesn't make the movie bad just because Roman Polanski is kind of a well. That's true. As well. yeah. But the That's song the itself is, is terrible. No, no, it's brilliant. It's incredibly catchy. Catchiness does not good make. Like, no, Lady Gaga's songs are incredibly catchy. Let's think about it this way. Going back to the review earlier, um, Marissa likes Superman Returns. I know she likes Ignition as well. There's a pattern there. Pattern of terrible. people with excellent taste. People who like Superman Returns like other things that are excellent, like Ignition Remix. Am I right or what? I can feel tensions escalating. This, this I think, will come to be known as, you know, the podcast that was like the prelude to... Um, mass murder. Yeah, well, no, no, not mass murder. It's like... Murder of one. Bish and um, Finn being prosecuted for my murder. Which, incidentally, well, incidentally that's a lot worse than being a 14-year-old girl. I, I think, think a lot of people would understand that. It would. We would get off on self-defense. Yeah, of our brains. I was about to of say... humanity. Because, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not a violent man, I guess, when it comes to, you know, assaulting people's mind with my inanity and that kind of thing. Oh, God. So, oh, Harvey, you did the Geek Tour recently. Please tell us how that went. Ah, uh, the Geek Tour... Was there a good turnout? It was a reasonable good, a reasonably good turnout. 
fun time was had by all, despite the fact that I was running at this time, despite the much more, um, you might say, charismatic and knowledgeable Big Daddy, and that sort of thing. But I did my best. Um, I think the, uh, yeah, we had a good turnout, a few people, introduced them to all the clubs and stuff. And I've put another person on my revenge list, basically. Yay. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Ooh, it's revenge juicy. Revenge list. Alright, first of all, you guys are on it now because you don't like ignition, but you do like erasure. I've always been on your revenge list. Yeah, well, you're I know like. You dream of murdering like, me in your city. Yeah, no, no, you're, you're spot one. Fish is a bit lower than that, but now we have a new entry, slot two, Fergus McPherson. Oh, what does oh, he do? He doesn't like the movie No Country for Old Men. Oh, dear. And that's reason enough. Okay, so How he's. How is this related to the Geek Tour? Oh, um. Well, when we, went to, when we went to Kinokunya, um, I think the, 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 the thing that inspired the most discussion was I started, you know, reading bits of the book, which um, the film No Country for Old Men was adapted for. The book, of course, is called He's Not That Into You. <laughs> so I was reading it, and he's, Fergus is like, oh, that movie was so terrible. And I'm like, are you kidding no Country for Old Men is great. What about the part with the psychopath? It's so awesome. And he was like, no, 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 I, I hate, he's not that into you. I, I don't think Drew Barrymore is a very good writer or director. Wait, there's Scarlet a movie based on... Incredible. Yes. I never knew this. No. I knew about the book. Yeah, no, the, the movie is... a very loosely yeah. film. It is this ridiculous ensemble piece which passes off... Um, Basically, these catch-all generic homilies about people as, you know, insight and wisdom about relationships. I've seen it, not under my own will. Well, I don't know. It was on once, and I watched it. Fair enough. I like Scarlett Johansson. There's my reason. That's it. Fair enough. Yep. But yeah, no. So yeah, Fergus is on the list. Um... Gonna put Al on the list as well because he made us wait for like twenty minutes for him before we left. Oh snap! I know. Actually, that was kind of my fault. We were playing Small World, and yeah. Shut I up! See. It's a good game. So Small World's fault. Small World, that hussy. If you, if you put Small World, if you break any of my pieces, then I will. I will murder you. I'm not even kidding. Is there anything else we want to talk about? Your mum. My mum. My mum's a wonderful lady. It's true. She got me a new bag for my birthday. Like a really Ooh. nice one. Uh, what is it? Design. Like? Lots of Do nice. you have it with you? No, I don't have it with me. It's in my car. It's it's okay. a it's a it's a strap one strap over the shoulder bag. Does uh, it have lots of nice leather. compartments for your perfume and it does. Um, lipstick and stuff? Yeah, I, those are, those compartments are important. Many. I was trying to imply that it was a lady's bag, but you kind of ruined my insult by what by by showing your bigotry and hatred for what it is? It's not bigotry, really. No, no, no. no. Sexism's not bigotry. <laughs> okay. Speaking of bigotry, recently, um, in you know, in the current um, events, uh, recently a school in Mississippi cancelled the prom because a because um, a lesbian couple wished to attend with oh. one of the members well, with one of the members of the couple wishing to wear a tuxedo so basically the school basically the um the council that you know is in charge of these things basically said look either you let them do it or cancel the prom and the school cancelled the prom 
Um, so yeah, that's oh nice work, Mississippi. Mississippi, Mississippi sucks. sucks. The only thing good about Mississippi is the movie Mississippi Burning. Have well, you that's seen that? Peter Weir, right? I have no the director. Oh, you got to know the director of the film. No, gonna, I really if don't. If you're going to talk pretentiously about it, not talk pretentiously yeah, about it. I think it's awesome. Well, anyway, I think that's a. Uh, I think that's ridiculous, Mississippi. Shame on Mississippi. They should realize that there are few things cooler in this world than a lesbian in a tuxedo. Well, out of curiosity, robot unicorn attack. I'll put that. In. No, no way, no way. I, if it was lesbian tuxedo attack, I would play that game. Lesbian. I'm with like with like Katie, with like Katie Lane music in the background. And, oh yeah, it should just be her running through the school, like bashing up principals and collecting. A I, don't I don't. I don't want to generalize. What are lesbians like? I don't know. Do we know any? As in, no bashing up principals because oh, they principals. Ban comes. I don't know, One of my friends in primary school was the son of the principal. He always got, you know, out of trouble. I wasn't implying that lesbians are all violent. <laughs> okay, Miss. Okay. You weren't implying that lesbians are violent. No! Oh, uh, when, I, when, I read this card, when I read this article on the internet about this particular incident, um, I, I, saw the, I saw the comments, and sweet Jesus, it, it was like a train wreck. Never look at... Seriously, guys, never look... At the comments on an, um, an internet news article, just don't do it. Yeah, you will go insane. A lot of them are written by me. They were. I think half of them were written by Harvey. Yeah. The yeah. worst ones they were most popular. Pretty much, yeah. Sweet Jesus. People love their lesbian jokes, and I love supplying them. Not really. I didn't even know about this thing until you mentioned it just then. But yes, that's what happened. Uh, looks like, who would have thought that you'd find bigotry in the South? I know, right? They're usually so tolerant and open. Mm. I actually have a family member who comes from the South. I'm not. Of France? No. What? Of America. Yeah, I'm, she's from Galveston, Texas. I see. How many brain cells does she have? Hey, she is a really quite intelligent lady, my auntie. I guess so. She moved out of Texas, so... <laughs> Alright. Good night, Seattle. We love you. <laughs> Mainly stay class. I think we're going to cut this. <laughs> if you cut it, I will kill you. <laughs>